Hey everybody, welcome again to the Tradescast. It's a podcast dedicated to everything in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. My name is Jeff Bob. And I'm Tom Moss, and this is the Tradescast for the week of May 1st. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. Uh, this is supposed to be the start of the blockbuster season. As we talked about, we joked, uh, it started really early uh, this this year with the Batman Superman, which was not well received by critics. Still doing enormous money. Probably would have done better if uh, critics had liked it. Uh, I was curious what film was being touted as the number one film of the summer, prediction-wise. Uh, a lot of people are predicting the one that's coming out um, on Friday, which is Captain America. Uh, this uh, has already been released in other markets. I always think it's funny how well Captain America does in other markets, but um, it's it's just making a killing, much as America does, uh, in other <laughs> markets. And, uh, and so that could be it. I kind of had a feeling it might be Finding Dory, the long-awaited Finding Nemo uh, sequel. Um, but there are certainly there there are a few movies going out there. You'll be happy to know that they're all based either on comic book characters or their sequels. Uh, so you don't have to worry if there was anything you were afraid, like something new might be coming. Yeah, so, or, or or adult. I mean, all of that product is going straight to Netflix. I gather. Yes, if you want something adult, I, I looked at the most adult film uh, might have been Alice Through the Looking Glass, maybe? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> or, or maybe the next Star Trek. I guess that might be the most adult one, the next Star Trek. Um, so we'll have to see. A lot of people are predicting for the biggest movie of the year, though, to be the, uh, the this Star Wars offshoot, which we won't be talking about for quite some time, but we'll get to that. Um, so obviously the biggest news uh, in entertainment is Prince. Um, you know, it's funny, we were talking about this the other day, uh, Prince, Michael Jackson, Madonna, all born within a few months of each other, all born in basically in the Midwest. Uh, it's pretty amazing that that happened, and two of them have now died uh, at what we would consider a pretty young age. Um, both seem to have uh, drug problems. Um, it's kind of interesting. And the other one just... Still hanging out there. We'll see if Madonna can make it to her 80s. That will be fascinating, Madonna in her 80s. <laughs> um, uh, unlike Michael Jackson, who, believe it or not, had a will. You would think that who would, who you know, he, he wouldn't have one. He would just have a some cotton candy in a vault and be like, that's my will. Um, <laughs> Prince did not. I assume, like a lot of people, uh, particularly celebrities, he just assumed he was never going to die. Um, so it's kind of a mess. And do you think we could be years away from this getting sorted out? Uh, yeah, most likely, yeah. I mean, it is a mess. From what I understand, I mean, he has the closest, closest living relative, uh, is twice divorced, has no children. Closest re- living relative is his, um, is his sister. But he also has something like four or five half-brothers, half-siblings. Uh, and under Minnesota law, each of them has a claim to the, um, their share of the estate if there is no will. So um, the the, uh, the the sister, his his uh, I guess one hundred percent sister, whatever that's called, um, biological sibling, um, has uh, uh, you know made a made a claim for the for the will in 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 court. Uh, I can't imagine that the half siblings won't also be contesting it. So we're a long way away. Um, but in there's no doubt, Jeff, that there are vaults and vaults and vaults of uh, of unreleased material that eventually. Uh, we'll start. We'll start seeing um, now, for better or for worse. What do you think? Uh, do you do you think that um, there there's stuff in there that'll be worth hearing? It's a it's a you raised a few good questions. Uh, the first uh, thing is, 
if Prince had known he was going to die and he said, okay, I'm going to sit down and make a will, who the heck would he have left anything to? Uh, twice divorced, like you said. Um, would he have left it to a close friend? Uh, he was not close with his sister. Um, the half siblings, I mean, he was not, he did not have good relationships with his parents, both of whom had died. Uh, Michael Jackson left, just in case you were curious, 20% of his, uh, his estate to charity, and the rest was be divided between his mother and his children. So, and Prince was, uh, Prince was extremely philanthropic and often gave anonymously, uh, in, in not great amounts, but, but certainly. So it's possible amounts. he could have given a lot of it away. Um, he but also, here's what I don't, I'm sorry. Here, here's what I don't understand. I mean, for someone who is was so protective of his of his of his intellectual property and his legacy, why didn't he leave a will? Why didn't I he don't think he was. That? I think he thought he was not going to die for mm-hmm. another fifty to two thousand years. I'm serious. Uh, and by the way, he might have left it all to the church or a lot of it. He right. was very religious, uh, and he might have left it uh, a lot of it to uh, to the church. So it's hard to know. Answering your other question, I think we will see a lot of this material down the road, and I think most of it will not be something that we care about. People keep not saying it right now. Prince had 39 studio albums. I believe I own 30 of them, Mm -hmm. uh, and I saw him in concert seven times. I didn't buy any of his last nine or ten CDs or releases. The last two were on title, and I don't have any of them. And, uh, I'm not, and whenever I hear a song from the last few years, I always think, yeah, okay. And that's it. (laughs) So now a lot of people are thinking, well, yes, but he has stuff in there from the late seventies and the early eighties and oh my gosh. And what would that sound like? And again, I say, if he really loved it, I think he might've released it, but if not, who's going to curate it? Who's going to curate 20,000 or whatever number of songs it is and I mean, he has no, no Yoko Ono to protect the release of that, you know, and, and I can't imagine that there's anybody that's close enough to the creation of the work that's going to be able to to um, you know, shepherd it through the the process. So I, I'm concerned we're going to get just a deluge of of stuff that, um, you know, for maybe the completists is interesting to hear, but for, you know, the legacy of his art, it may do more harm than good. It would be interesting if it had its own app or something like that. Like, let's say you paid $3 a month uh, and you just got access. You know what I mean? Like, they just put it all in one spot uh, available to you and you just paid. And then for however long you felt like you wanted it, you would just every month, you could just access, like, I'm going to listen to something from 1994. I'm going to listen to something from 1996. And just well, you know, that's to whatever a, was. Yeah, that, that's, that's really, uh, that's an interesting idea. And I, I don't think we've seen that yet. I'm thinking about like the the Mark Maron the the, the WTF approach where you you buy access to the app and then have access to all of the archive materials. But we haven't seen that for a musical artist yet that I can think of. Do you know of any example? No, and I've been wondering if we'll ever see this from an old studio, like um, like if someone just put out uh, like all, if MGM had just decided that every MGM movie that was still under the MGM label. You could just have for an app. You know what I mean? Like pay for $10 a month or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was, just for as long as you wanted. Whenever you wanted to watch a movie under that label, there it was. Um, of course, I would love that. I, I mean, we have with Hulu and Hulu Plus, we're getting there. But I still wish that basically one of these networks would say, for X number of dollars a month, you can have every show we ever did. Like, 
going back to wherever. If we've still got it on tape somewhere or digitally and we digitized it, it's there. You can watch everything that we ever had. And I think we'll get there, don't you, at some point? Well, yeah, it's a really interesting, um, you know, kind of coming full circle because really what you're doing is you're, you're, you're buying the, you're buying an album, literally, you're buying an album of the artist's work. It's just, you know, controlled by the, by the artist and, uh, the revenue stream would go to the artist and not to, not mediated by the, the record company. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, that's really interesting. I, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't seen more of that. Maybe we will with, the, with acts like, uh, you know, uh, come to mind like Pearl Jam or Fish or, you know, some of these that are, that are, uh, like true cult bands that have, that they might be giants. I mean, they would be most likely to pursue this. So let's keep an eye on that. Yeah, absolutely. But go into the other part of the business with Prince. Uh, two things are interesting. One, Sirius, uh, satellite radio, Sirius XM, uh, created a channel for Prince. This is something that they can do, which is really fun. They do this as part-time channels and they did one for him. I, I don't know if they ever decide how long they're going to be or just try to figure out response. I thought it was supposed to be for a weekend. It's now been for more than a week. It's really great. It's basically all prints all the time or songs he wrote uh, for other people. It's a great station. Um, and that's the kind of thing you never could have had before satellite radio. The other thing we're getting right now are a tremendous resurgence in record sales. Now, it, it always was when somebody died pre-streaming um, you know, streaming and, and easy downloads. There would be a record sale boost, but it wasn't like all of a sudden the record, the record quote stores, you know, the brick and mortar stores had record albums to sell of that person. Now Prince, and this happened with Michael Jackson, their albums can shoot into, he's got like eight albums in the top 200 um, and, and actual sales, not, you know, some people stealing. I had a friend who just sold his actual vinyl uh, LP um, for $35 of Purple Rain the day after because suddenly it became a thing. But uh, but it's amazing now with the easy downloads and streaming how many people are buying the music where before that could never have happened. That's a, it brings up another point, Jeff. Um, Prince is one of the last few uh, holdouts that haven't um, embraced digital downloads uh, through through Spotify and, and, and the, the, the range. Now we know have issues with taylor swift and others but but setting that aside um he streams only a title i think is that is that right so do you see that um this is going to be uh this being the death of prince which you know let's put it into context uh will that be a boon to um to title is that going to be their their um their foray into the the mainstream of the, the 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 streaming services i don't think so i think that we're looking at a really uh a short uh, short-sighted. Beyonce, to me, is the only one who can hold up title, uh, if that's the way that's going to be. And, of course, Beyonce uh, making news this uh, past week or so with, with Lemonade and uh, really just setting the world on fire and people talking. And, you know, in many ways, she's the new prince. Um, I'm not saying that she has the, the musical, uh, the musicianship of a prince. I mean, we're never, I don't, we're never going to see someone who could play like that, dance like that, sing oh, like that, that yeah. write like that, produce like that. I, I don't think ever that's, again. Yeah, that's, that's, that we don't even have to, I mean, that, right. no one, no one can live up to that standard. Right. But Beyonce is having that effect where she seems to be an artist now of relevance as Prince was during his, just his most creative period. And so 
if title lives, it will be because of her, I think. Would you agree, or what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's right. Um, I mean, I think, um, you know, we're going to see some, probably some consolidation. Uh, that, that'll probably be the, the route to, to, to the point where we're down to two, or maybe one, like we saw with satellite radio, uh, where everything consolidates into, into um, one service. And I don't know if that would be Spotify or Tidal or uh, Rhapsody or, or, or what, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. These mergers keep happening faster and faster. We can't keep up with them. I mean, the major ones we see, the smaller ones are happening all the time. So we, we will keep track of these. You know, we, we had talked maybe uh, a few years ago, and of course this was not just us talking. Lots of people said, look, Facebook's on the way out. Facebook is not your kids, you know, what I mean, the younger generations go to for social media. It's on its way out. Uh, Zuckerberg, I think, has always said that's not going to be. I'm always going to be ahead of the game. And he's certainly trying. You know, they, they basically, they, they jumped hard on their app early on and said, this is where we are. Um, but now, and, and then they started having video, you know, autoplay video in their feeds. But Tom, now they're going live video in, in a pretty big way. Do you think this keeps them up in their relevancy? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're, they're going to become irrelevant anytime soon. I mean, when we hear, hear people say that, uh, you know, Facebook is on the decline because, because kids these days are just moving on to other, uh, other, um, uh, platforms and, um, uh, you know, it's just, it, once your grandma's on Facebook, then it's time to get off. Uh, well, that's, I don't think that's necessarily true. Number one, I mean, I think, um, I think the, the, the ways that Facebook has been used has changed dramatically over the last 10 years. And it was, uh, you know, from its inception, a way for young people to connect and, and, uh, and, and diss on people and, and uh, vent and rant and, and whatever. No, it's not. Young people are going to be doing that. They're going to find whatever source that is. And that may, that may not be Facebook as Facebook has matured. But don't forget, those young people have also matured. And I think what we're seeing is that Facebook is becoming a, it's finding itself and it's becoming a platform that, um, that is, that is solving different problems. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's a way for all of us to maintain at least some connection with, uh, with people that we would other, otherwise have no ties with. So we're, at least we're maintaining weak ties. Um, and, and, uh, you know, su- supporting our strong ties as well. But I think it's also this, this live video brings a, a completely different dimension. Now, this is literally, Jeff, uh, you know, you've seen the, the, the videos that have been dropped into Facebook that came as kind of a surprise over the last three or four years. Um, now, if, uh, if, if right now we wanted to be broadcasting what we're doing right now on, on live on Facebook, to whomever of our contacts happen to be online at the moment, they would, they would see that live. Um, my first thought, my gut instinct is like, well, who cares? How would that be useful? But then you start to see how it could be, could be useful. I mean, we could have, we could have advertised that we would be broadcasting. We could now be having interaction with the, uh, the vast, vast audience that we have, Jeff, on, on through, through Facebook. And so, you know, it's like at the start of the, of some of the shows on, on AMC and FX that say, you know, start your two screen experience now. Um, I think this, this extends that the the experience, the social media experience, one more step. Is it a good thing? Is it useful? I mean, we will see, but it's certainly interesting. Yeah, I think so, and I think it they 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 had to do it uh, because it, it had to become a major part because that is what people want. This is what they want. They want this live 
back and forth, give and take uh, right now, and they want it in an easy platform. And Facebook has been working hard to have the easy easy access platform. And I think it, they they had to do it to stay relevant. And, and like you said, I think they absolutely will stay relevant. Well, I think it's, a, it's analogous to uh, the discussions that we've had in the past about um, broadcast television. There are some things that make complete sense that have to be live that are, uh, that have value added when they're live. Sports, this, you know, live theater, uh, are a couple of examples. And there are things that just don't make sense, uh, being live. And so I think as Facebook rolls this out and people start to get used to it, there'll be a lot of nonsense and silliness at first, as there always is. But then I think it will find its own level and we'll see what makes sense. And I think, I think some things will make sense, uh, with live video through Facebook. Um, last time we, we, we spoke, we talked about Twitter doing, uh, live, uh, football on Thursday, uh, Thursday nights, right? At least they have, I think, eight, eight, eight games, something like that. Uh, that seems fundamentally different to me than what we're talking about here. Uh, well, it, it's, it's extremely different. It's still live, but it's, it's, it's programming. It's, it's centrally controlled programming. That's different. I don't see Facebook yet going in that direction. Oh, wait for it. I'm not, I will not be surprised at all if they jump into this game. Um, they are, they, I just, I can see it happening. So, but you're right. They're, they're not there yet. Not yet. We'll see. Um, speaking of relevant, fortunately, Gary Marshall is no longer relevant, which is really good to hear. Um, <laughs> because these movies, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, Mother's Day, if, it, if it's possible, the critics are liking each one less, and they hated Valentine's Day. Um, the movies are making less and less, so he might be done with this, I, I think, because this movie bombed big time. He's never seemed to care whether the critics like them, uh, but he definitely um, uh, definitely will care in terms of box office. And, Tom, that brings me to something which is really interesting. You know, we think of people, directors, constantly getting to make movies, even if their movies don't make money, but... Uh, there is a change out there in the market, uh, and two examples of this are um, the Divergent series and the Huntsman series, both of whom, both of which, uh, done very poorly on this latest outing, and both of which the studios have announced that they are drastically reducing the budget of the next film. The Divergent's got one more film, and they they are severely cutting back on the budget. So they are paying attention. These numbers are not helping, and they will certainly not go forward if the movies aren't making money. So uh, I don't know why directors seem to get a pass over and over again, but um, with these big-budget movies, if you don't hit right away or you start to falter, uh, they're not going to keep giving you money. But isn't it strange, these films? They, we've had this joke. The more stars are in the film, usually the worse it does. Yeah, yeah, no, it, 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 it's very strange, and I, I don't know... You know, I don't, I don't know what accounts for it. I think, I think we're in a, in a, in a, well, you know, we've said it many times, we're in a paradigm shift and, and, uh, sometimes up seems down and down seems up when you're in these, in these periods of times. Look at the presidential campaign, for example. I think that's another great example. So things will shake out, but it's, uh, it's going to be some turmoil for a while. Right. But it is fun to see Key and Peel, you know, their post show world with Keanu is doing, you know, maybe better than expected, which is nice to, uh, to see. Did you think that maybe they would become less relevant or not relevant once they left their show? Uh, no, I, I've, I've been fans of theirs and they are, they are extremely smart and, and, um, and obviously well managed. I am a little surprised that their first, uh, major box office release is about a kidnapped kitten, but you know, it <laughs> seems like it's doing, doing pretty well. 
Yeah, again, I think if, as long as you keep the budget down, um, <laughs> that people, you know, people feel like, uh, uh, you know, that you're not giving them too much of a risk, that they're willing to go ahead and, and just uh, give you a chance, see if the movie makes money. And, and maybe they'll be the next kind of like Adam Sandler, who for years and years made these kind of bizarro uh, comedies um, that were, you know, got mainstream appeal and didn't cost too much. Can you see them just having a series of movie after movie like this? Well, I think they're smarter than Adam Sandler. I think he's a <laughs> I think he's a one trick pony. And I hope in any case that uh, uh, that if they if they do go in that direction with silly movies, that they have. Um, I mean, his 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 uh, his last few forays have been pretty bad. So um, we'll see. Well, we are going to have to see because a lot of people are, as Adam Sandler, are heading off to Netflix, which is something we're going to look at some more coming up over the summer. There'll be a, a lot of new people coming in, making original content for Netflix. The, the list is getting bigger and bigger uh, as Netflix is trying to make itself kind of make both film and TV irrelevant. Like, you can get it all right there. So we'll be looking into that. We'll look at some of the summer TV shows see how they are faring and which shows are getting the acts and which will not be back in the fall in the main lineup. We'll be checking those things out and everything else in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. So for Tom, I'm Jeff. Have a great day.